You girls are coming up with some great questions. This is another one, and it comes from Jessica, and she says, I'm hosting a Galentine party, and I'd love a few ideas for decorating thematically that hints to Valentine's Day without having it be too cheesy. Do you have any ideas? The quick answer, Jessica, is yes. I absolutely have some ideas for you. And I agree with you. We're going to make our decorations a little bit more thematic and sophisticated without it feeling like you went to the grocery store and bought the window decals. Now, of course, those are fine. And if you have little ones, they love the window decals. But if you're hosting an event for some of your girlfriends, we want to make sure that it feels age appropriate. So Jessica, these ideas are for you. And what you didn't mention is what time of day you're hosting your party. So I'm going to give you a few ideas for brunch time and some for an evening party because we're going to decorate a little bit with food. Yeah. I like to do that. So we're going to decorate with some food, some edibles, because we're making an ode to Valentine's. We're not necessarily getting out the conversation hearts, though that's not a bad idea. And I'm going to give you an idea for how to incorporate those if you want to. Okay, Jessica, grab a notebook, a pen, and I will meet you right back here for some ideas. It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at Fig and Farm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. So whenever I'm decorating for a party, I want to be thinking about the event theme that's happening. And we already know that yours is for Valentine's Day. You're throwing a Galentine's party. And so we're going to focus on that. Not necessarily winter, not necessarily the oncoming spring, but Valentine's Day. So as you're thinking about Valentine's Day, I want you to think about it in terms of colors and textures. I want you to think about it in terms of shapes and all the things, the smells. If you can think of the five senses, but Valentine themed, what would you come up with? For me, this is what I think about. Of course, I think about reds and pinks, but I also think about creams and whites. I think about textures that are soft and really very feminine and romantic. So I'm picturing things like lace. I'm picturing things like chenille. I'm picturing things like faux fur. I'm picturing things that are just a little bit more glam, a little bit more feminine. I'm also picturing, I'm picturing flowers, I'm picturing hearts, I'm also actually picturing arrows because of the Cupid's arrow. So I'm picturing all of these things. Now not everything needs to be represented in your partyscape, in your tablescape, or wherever you're decorating in your home, but this is my starting point. I'm going to be thinking about ways that I can incorporate the different colors, the different textures, the different shapes that I'm seeing as I'm kind of conjuring up these images of Valentine's Day. Now, what I don't want to do, because I am hosting an adult event, what I don't want to do is bring in so many things that feel elementary. You know, as a first grade teacher, I had a lot of Valentine's Day parties and these were fun. They were also very exhausting. (laughs) And I may have mentioned it at one point or another. I don't remember who I mentioned it to, but one of my very favorite things 
as a first grade teacher was hosting these parties. And I knew I either needed to embrace the entire day as a thematic adventure for these kids, or I could just put out fires, put out fires, put out fires all day long because they are so excited without the sugar until the two o'clock party time. And if you know me well, you know that I embraced the theme and we went all in from the moment I said go, the moment I opened the classroom doors and we, we had fun all day long. So we enjoyed, we rode the energy of the day instead of fighting it until the two o'clock party time. That's what we're going to do here, Jessica, with your guests. We want to ride that theme, but we don't want to make it feel like you're in a first grade classroom. Now, if you were throwing a kiddo birthday party, that would be a different story. We would want it to feel like that, but we're not. You're having your girlfriends over. You want them to feel relaxed and um, really special, I would imagine. So some of the things that you can think about are, are, first of all, the location of your party within your home. I'm imagining that you're going to be using the living room, the kitchen, the dining room. That's what I'm imagining. Without any of those details, that's where I'm going to be focusing my time on. But you can carry any of these ideas into the other areas that you want to. If you want to bring Valentine's Day into your bathroom, fantastic. Front porch, great. Wherever you want to carry this idea of Valentine's, bring it there. But we're first starting with what our senses tell us about Valentine's Day. What do we feel? What do we see? What do we think of? What do we taste? So Jessica, that's your first job, is to start by thinking all of the associations that you can conjure up when you think of Valentine's Day. Write that down on your list. And then I want you to think of any items within your home that you might have that could be a visual representation of the things that you see, feel, taste, touch. What do you have? And they might not be already currently located within the rooms that you're going to be hosting your party. These might be tucked away in closets. They might be in your kiddo's room. They might be in your bedroom. They might be someplace else. And this is an opportunity for us to borrow for a little time. They might be on your bookshelf. We're going to bring them out. We're going to highlight them in a way that accentuates them. Opportunities for creating little vignettes, little Valentine vignettes throughout your home can be on entryway tables. They can be on coffee tables. They can be on side tables in the dining room. So that, Jessica, is your next task. Where do you see opportunities for little Valentine Day vignettes happening in your home? And you're going to write down those as well. So right now you should have on your paper, you should have the ideas of what Valentine's does to your senses and those ideas, the things that you think about, you can feel, taste, touch. You also have items in your home that can be a physical representation of those senses. And you have locations where your party is going to be happening that could be spaces for vignettes to take place. Of course, we're going to highlight strongly the tablescape. But before we do that, let's go on a hunt throughout your home to start gathering some of those items so that we can begin making those vignettes. And then we'll work on the tablescape. So if I were looking in my home, I know I would want to be looking for things that it's kind of like a treasure hunt. And I'm going to be looking for things that are reds and pinks. Maybe they have hearts on them. Maybe they have floral because floral feels very romantic and Valentine's Day to me. I'm going to be looking for candles, maybe fairy lights, things like that, that feel, that conjure up that feeling of glam, special, 
and romantic. Even though you're spending time with your girlfriends, it is a, a very whimsical holiday in the romantic sense. So I am literally walking around the house, going in rooms, in closets with a basket, and I'm gathering anything that could kind of feel Valentine's. In my house, I might have gathered my pink blanket with the pom-poms on the end. I might have gathered some white white pillows that have a little, again, another little pom-pom on it, some candles that are out of use. I have some a white vase in my bedroom. I know that I have a collection of candles, and some of them are pink. I'm going to be gathering all of those. I have a, a collection of um, vintage red books. I'm going to be pulling off the shelf and I'm putting them all in my basket and from there that is where I'm going to start creating my vignettes so I'm going to be looking at those spaces throughout the, my home where the party is going to be happening and maybe beyond if you want to the top of my piano the top of my entryway table the credenza in the dining room and I'm going to start changing out things that might already be there for things that are within my basket so in my living room I'm going to be changing out my blanket that was a little bit more heavy and a little bit more winter and I'm going to be putting my light pink blanket with the pom-poms. Do I have pillows that can go with that that can kind of create a soft ode to Valentine's Day? Sure, I've got some creams and I've got some white so I'm going to layer on my cream and my white pillows on there and I've got a very quick simple ode to Valentine's Day without it feeling like balloons and bubbles. I'm taking a look at the flat surfaces within my home, and I'm going to use the principle of ladder. Do you remember this? Have you been around long enough to know what ladder is? It stands for layers, depth, height, texture, and repetition. And I'm going to be using that concept as I style my flat surfaces within my home, my entryway table, my bookshelves, my, my credenza in my dining room, um, my piano top, any flat surface, I can use a principle of ladder and I can style using height and texture and depth. All of those are going to create a visual interest for me. And I'm going to be doing that using the items that I've collected within my basket. Maybe some red books instead of the white ones that were there for winter. I'm looking for opportunities that I can make teeny tiny little swaps that are going to make a visual difference. One other thing I want you to think about are some of the art opportunities you have. Do you have art on any of these flat surfaces? Chances are they might not be Valentine thematic. Can you remove those and put them away for this short season, bring them back out after Valentine's Day, and instead replace them with Valentine thematic, age-appropriate artwork? Here are a couple ideas using inexpensive frames that you find at the thrift store, dollar store, or maybe even Ikea, you can create thematic artwork by using music sheets that have a love song on it, or typing out your favorite quote that has love or relationship or heart represented within it. You can frame a piece of cloth that has the color theme that you're working with, but one of my favorite ways to create really inexpensive art is by going to the card section of any store, drugstore, grocery store, Target, wherever you go, get your cards, finding a card that is thematic, that has a really lovely print on the front. In fact, if you have a vignette on your, we'll say your entryway table and you have an art piece of artwork 
on there all year long. Even if you chose a different piece of, or a different card for each season or holiday or whatever you wanna change out, that can be a fun, really quick way for you to change your art really inexpensively. Another idea for displaying thematic art around Valentine's Day is to frame a love note from your little ones. Those handwritten notes with those teeny tiny little chicken scratch words are so precious and so sweet and something that is frame worthy anytime, but especially around Valentine's Day. Okay, let's move on to the table because chances are you are hosting an event with food. Maybe it's a sit down dinner. Maybe it is a sit down brunch. We're going to imagine though, Jessica, that this is sit down. So when you're setting your table, we're going to be thinking in layers and depth and texture and height and repetition as well. Anytime you set a table, you want to have a combination of all of these things in order to create visual interest. Not only that, but if you set a table and everything is flat, it lays flat, there is no 2D, 3D representation, flat can be disinteresting, it can be uninteresting. But the more height and the more texture and the layers you add to it, it becomes more and more interesting. Now there is a fine line between having flat, kind of plain and boring, and height and textured and way too much. So knowing what looks good and feels good to you is going to be, it's going to vary from person to person. But if we think in terms of layers, how we can create a little bit of depth on your table, that's what we're going for. So I'm imagining that we're setting a table for brunch and I'm imagining that we're going to start with a tablecloth. I don't usually start with tablecloths, but because this is a kind of a feminine, a romantic, a um, glam, a soft holiday in my mind, I'm going to soften my tablescape with, uh, with a white tablecloth. Now my white tablecloth has a little bit of um, home crocheting or not knitting, but it has some needlework on it. And I'm going to be using that as my base layer. From there, I'm going to be adding some layers for each table spot. I might have a silver charger with a white plate on top, and then I'm going to have my napkin. And anytime you add textiles to your tablescape, for example, against a porcelain plate, a ceramic plate, a glass plate, those two things are going to contrast the texture of the plate and the texture of the napkin. Those are going to contrast greatly. Not only are you adding layers, but you're adding, which creates depth, but you're adding contrast. So you want to have that contrast there. You don't want it to all be the same texture. On top of my napkin, then I'm going to add my small little um, salad plate. And I might not need my salad plate. I might not need my dinner plate, but I'm going to add it because it's going to add the texture. On top, now here's where you can have something kind of fun. You can have little goodie bags. I'm assuming maybe you're having a party favor. That would be so sweet. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You can go to the dollar store and you can grab a quick little color themed paper bag, red or pink or silver or white, what have you. And you can put just a few little things inside, a few little maybe special dove chocolates or maybe a sweet candle or maybe some conversation hurts, whatever you want to put in there, some nail polish, whatever it is that kind of makes your guests feel special, that can sit on top of your, of your plate. That can be the centerpiece for your plate. Now, if you add a little teeny tiny little ribbon or a little lace ribbon on top, 
um, where the handles go on your bag. So sweet. It adds just another layer of texture, another complexity, another detail that just feels complete. Or if you don't have a little goodie bag for your guest, you could have a little bud vase and on that bud vase have a little, um, a small stem of a tulip. Just a sweet little detail that says, you're special, I'm glad you're here, welcome. Of course, you're going to round out your, your dinner setting or your brunch setting with forks and knives and spoons and glasses and cups and anything that could make it um, feel complete. But in the center of the table is where you want to create height and depth in a way that displays food as beautifully as your place setting. So ways that you can add height to your center, the center of your table, would be using cake stands. You could be using um, wood chargers to elevate bowls or platters. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that you don't want everything elevated at the same height and you don't want everything unelevated at the same height. So you don't want it all flat and you don't want it all elevated to the same height. So can you think about varying the height of your centerpieces? Um, You might have a cake stand and then you might have something sitting flat and then right next to it you might have something sitting on top of a wood charger. So you're having a variety of heights and those variety of heights are going to create the layers and depth that make your tablescape look complete. Now, of course, you can sprinkle in some flowers, you can sprinkle in some candles or some fairy lights, and that will fill in some of the the spaces that could feel a little empty or a little a little jarring. What I mean by that is the same thing as what I was talking about when you set your place setting. You have your napkins layered in between two glass dishes. It creates that contrast. So when you think about what's in the middle of your table, and generally they're going to have similar makeup, similar structure, similar, maybe they're, they're all ceramic and they're all glass. So how can you soften that? You can soften that by adding some green, some flowers, some light. One other thing, Jessica, when I'm throwing a party, I really love doing this for any type of kiddo birthday party, but especially if I'm doing something thematic like Valentine's Day, I want to think about any types of food that I can serve that would also add to the color story of the th- of the holiday. So in this case, reds and pinks. What kinds of reds and pinks can you add that to your table that would make it feel like not only is it delicious, but it's adding to the overall visual appeal of the day. So drinks, I can think of some really cute bottles of um, pink lemonade or red juices that are you can see through the glass. I can think of wine if it's dinner time. I can think of red grapes. I can think of heart-shaped cookies. If you're doing a brunch, tea sandwiches that are cut in the shape of a heart or in the shape of a flower. All of these things are going to add just a little bit more whimsy, a little bit more detail in an unexpected way that just kind of make your party feel a little bit more complete. Jessica, I hope those ideas get your creative juices flowing as you throw your Galentine's party. And girls, before I go, if any of you are interested in knowing what it means to style a flat surface like a tablescape, a bookshelf, a mantle, a credenza, a piano top, If any of you are interested and would like to learn how you can style those areas in your home in a way that looks complete, it looks put together, it looks thoughtful, it looks storied, it looks unified, and you can do it time and time again, I do want to encourage you to check out my my bookshelf styling guide. 
Now, I know that the name by itself is talking about bookshelf styling, but the principle is the same. I teach you how to do it with bookshelf styling, but all of the principles that you that you learn to add layers, depth, height, texture, repetition, all of those can be transferred in order to make vignettes throughout your home, like Jessica's going to do for her Galentine's party. Vignettes on mantles, on entryway tables, on credenzas in the dining room, on piano tops, including, of course, the bookshelf. So don't let the bookshelf style guide fool you with the name. It is for any flat surface and the principle of layers, height, texture, depth, and repetition all come into play. So if you are interested in checking that out, I encourage you to go to bit.ly forward slash book style guide. And again, don't be fooled by the book style because it really is for any flat surface. All right, girls, until next time, I'll see you soon.